Oh, hey guys, welcome to another podcast. Uh, the other side with Richie H. You'll notice a pretty big absence today. <laughs> right. and Richie H. is not here today because he's not feeling well. Uh, just remember, if you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, it's available on the major streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And uh, today we're doing relationships in early, in early recovery. And I guess dating in recovery in general when it's not early, when it's a little bit later. So this is always a fun topic. It's um, look, I don't know. I had to on still I still mostly not just about learning about dating and early recovery, dude. It was more of um, unlearning what I had to go through. Um, I don't know. My, my yeah, the basic tenet of recovery is I know nothing. I know. Absolutely. I don't know how to live. And, uh, you know, I think it's, um, I don't know, at least for me, my experience might, it might not be different than some, but at least, so I came in and I guess what, uh, I came into the program within a relationship that was completely broken already um, and trying to work on that when I first got clean. Did that. And it was... <clears throat> You know, again, it was somebody, I was dating someone not in recovery, so they didn't understand, um, I think she might have wanted to, but she didn't, of, you know, you're never around anymore now. Like, so nothing's really changed. Yeah, you're, you might be nicer and cleaner and I can get a hold of you. Sober. Yeah. Um, but you're never but, here. But you're not here, and now, um, and then if I wasn't at a meeting, I was at work. And I, you know, I lived at work. And so nothing really changed because when I got, you know, again, when I got clean, all I focused on was money, property, prestige. You know, look, I, I, I've seen disasters happen in early recovery. I've seen, you know, listen, but I've also seen some true love stories, believe it or not, that actually were uh, super sweet and endearing. But my experience is dating early in recovery when you have 30, 60, 90 and, you know, all the way up into a year. And I live so in Philly, there's like, you know, we we. Shouldn't date for a year. I don't know where it is, but that's well, that's what I think I want to say. Like, right. you come into recovery and, and and you get all kinds of crazy suggestions, or some crazy, some not so crazy. So you come in and your head's already spinning and reeling in life. You have no idea where your place is going to be or what you're supposed to do, and it's like, tell me what to do. And you go into a twelve step meeting, and you know I was taught early on it's not a hotbed of mental health, so you you really don't know what the advice is coming from, where it's coming from. People are saying, don't date for a year. I've heard the, uh, don't date, first get a plant, if you can take care of the plant, right. then yeah, get a get dog, goals, and if you can take care of, or something. Right. Yeah, if you yeah. take care of the dog, then then you're okay, and then if you can take, then you might be ready to date. So there's all kinds of crazy suggestions and stuff like that. I think one good rule of thumb is don't um, date anyone that you met in detox. <laughs> rule number one, right? <laughs> right. Let's, 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 let's get sober, right? Usually if you meet someone in detox, it's probably not going to end well. They n almost never do. I don't know if you've seen any love stories coming out of detox. No, not out of detox. No, uh, no. I haven't. Usually I, that ends in. Uh, yeah. Disaster. Disaster. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful disaster. Uh -huh. We're going to get sober together. Yeah, We're yeah, gonna, yeah. Oh, let's, let's leave early. Cause we got this and let's go get, sober I do together. think so again, so that relationship ended terribly. Um, God, this is almost like 13 years ago at this point. But um, I remember, you know, listen, one of the biggest character defects I have is not being able to identify feelings, right? Like, I don't know what I'm feeling. Um, I mean, I know the, the common stuff, like I'm hungry, I'm mad, I'm sad, I'm happy, those things. But when, um, you know, all these new rushes of emotions came over me, and so when I was able to connect with a, a, with a girl in the program, 
like I wasn't able to identify it. So I was like, wait, this I was is in love. love. Yeah, yeah, I, I love. love you. I yeah, think I love this you. Is, this is, this makes True sense. love. Yeah. Deep. Organic. Yeah, it just hurts my soul yeah, um, when I'm not you, around you in yeah. group therapy. Right. <laughs> you get me? Let's spend every waking minute texting. What do you mean we're doing gender groups today? Where am I going to see my girlfriend? <laughs> I'm supposed to see her this morning at nine at group. I, um, <laughs> it's, um, I remember meeting, like, when I, when I, you know, met someone in, in the rooms and, you know, I was new, whatever. She was, she had time. She had time. And I, dude, she could spit some game. I was wrapped up. She she had a few years clean. I think I might have had like you know thirty seconds clean. So you're about to tell us on the podcast that you were thirteenth stepped. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh my god. Oh, absolutely. Aren't you lucky? Yeah, I was. Because uh, <laughs> she was just like you know. And again, I had been told not to get into a relationship. And there's this newcomer rule that we don't mess with newcomers. Let the individual get a year. And then, you know, whatever. Yeah, standard yeah. practice. If you're around good people yeah. in recovery, they should they, tell they, you that. The real stuff. rule is two years, but they don't have, they don't want to, you know, but they give you, they give you a year. So I remember, um, you know, she was a little older than me, um, too. She was well-seasoned, like, looks like she had some shit together, like her job, whatever. And, you know, again, music to a, you know, broken, broken boy's ears is like, you know, you're different. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was wrapped. And sure enough, probably some of that selfish and self-centeredness plays in like, oh, I think she's going to take care of me. I found that, me a, and I was a like, sugar mama. I was also a, like, you're right. I am different. You <laughs> know what I mean, I was like, of course I'm different. And uh, about a week later, I, um, you know, like I reached out to her, like whatever, you know, and it was like radio silence. And I was like, wait a second. Just like, everyone calm down. Um, and then I saw her at a meeting and I confronted her. I was like, yo, what's up? Like, you didn't hit me back. Like, everything all right? She's like, yeah, dude, everything's fine. And that was it. And I was, I was, you know, I was jammed up for a long time. Uh, I didn't feel like using or not or anything like that or discarding my program or whatnot saying, oh, F this place or whatnot. I was genuinely, you know, hurt, but, you know. That it was just life, and you know, it wasn't the only time that it happened. But the danger with that is, is that I remember I had a little time clean. I had a little bit over a year, um, and I met a girl, and she had about ten months, ten months and some change, and I just got in with a, a new sponsor, like, a, and I was starting to commit to my program, like, really. The first year was kind of like, yo, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, showing up, yeah, doing my thing. Like, you doing know. everything wrong, somehow not picking up. Right, exactly. Just, you know, showing up late, leaving early, you know, or Typical just, stuff. Yeah, whatever. All the good, all the new I mean, good. do all this. Yeah. So, and I remember talking to my sponsor, and he was like, hey, let me ask you a question. How much does so-and-so have, like, time? I was like, oh, I don't know. I think she's got, like, a, like 10, 11, I don't know. He's like, yeah. So my sponsor was, like, very loving and caring, and he was just like, hey, look, man, here's the deal. Uh, I know you're not going to end this today because I just know you, but here's my suggestion, and here's what my scenario is, and this is my experience. That This is going to end very, very, very badly. And it's true because he's like, it's not about you. And he, and he told me the truth. He's like, look, Stas, you sleep with her, you're a hero. She sleeps with you. She's going to be considered a whore in the rooms. And he's like, is that right or wrong? Right. Yeah. He's like, 
is that something that you want to take responsibility for? You know, here's a, a newcomer girl. And I was like, you know, I never thought of it. So sure enough, it didn't end that day, of course, right? And, but it did end, like, following week or whatnot. And it was on the DL, of course, right? Because nothing, and about a couple weeks later, it came out, right? And sure enough, I was praised, and she was humiliated. And I remember speaking to her on the phone. She was like, and this is where it really, really hit me. Dude, I don't ever feel like coming back to the group, yeah, the rooms. That's and I was like, oh, the ultimate worst. Yeah, and case I was scenario. like, and now that didn't actually happen. <laughs> she stayed, she got through it, and I still know her today, and she's she's a great girl. Um, but that, like, I could hear it on the phone that because of my self centeredness or whatnot, or I chose not to pay attention to that one little rule or whatnot, that that girl could have been, she could have been dead. Over just a selfish act, because I still wanted gratification in some way, shape, or form. Whether it was the sexual act or just the gra- you know, just being praised about it or whatnot. Um, but it's serious, and we see it all the time, man. Yeah, it's serious. It's real serious stuff, real, and, and it can be deadly. Just like any other bad behavior, for, I, I believe, for people like us. I don't care if you're one day sober or, or ten years sober. Like, I just can't live dirty and stay clean, and... So I think about some of the early guiding principles, and I'm, I'm pretty grateful that I, can't, I fell in with a good group of people that were able to give me some good guiding principles in all areas of my life, because I came into recovery. I didn't know how to be a worker. I didn't know how to be a good employee. I didn't know how to be a good son. I didn't know how to be a good father. I didn't know how to be a good anything. And so, of course, natural instinct, I want to have a girlfriend right away. Or if I came in with one, like I've been treating her badly, I don't, I, I don't know how to live. I don't know how to live at all. I needed to learn how to live in every aspect, every area of my life. So they would say things like, don't date for a year. But I, when I had, I was never told that. I was never told that because in our fellowship, I mean, it doesn't really say anything like that in the literature, but it, there's guiding principles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're men and there's needs and we want to, so it was, I was given guiding principles. Maybe don't get into a relationship, but if you're going to fool around with someone of the opposite sex, make sure that the cards are all on the table. This is where I'm at. This is where things are. And I'm not talking about within the rooms. I'm not talking about no, dating yeah, another newbie. In general, in sure. general. But then I was even told further that if you do and you get the sense that the person is just yes, 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 need death, but they're looking for something more, yeah. then it's, it's on you to kind of make sure that you don't follow through with it because you're, we have to think more of others, less of ourselves My, in recovery. Right. That's yeah. Just, I mean, listen, two people laying mm-hmm. down, one's getting up in a relationship, right? Yeah. I've been, so I was told that from, uh, you know, when I first got into the rooms, but you know, again, like you, I, so I came in with the, with not losing everything. I didn't lose everything. So I, I came in with, uh, again, with whatever broken knowledge I had that I clung to cause I had, no, I, I wasn't able to one, see it. I, there was no, there was no, not even inventory. There was no search of the inventory. There was no search of that, especially any moral thing. Uh, it was, don't do drugs, your life will get better. And that, and that worked for it's a while. true to a right? Listen, great extent. Yeah, and it worked for a while, but over and over, just taking that. And I, dude, I would, I was an, I guess, you know, an habitual dater or whatnot, you know, and uh, monogamy. A player? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> just I was trying have to have you been that. able to escape that <laughs> I have. twelve years later. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because right. just making sure. Yeah, no, because <laughs> of one thing and one thing only, and that's the program. 
And that's literally doing step work. Because eventually, yeah, guiding principles of yeah. our lives, which because we have to learn. Because eventually that pain catches up. And like at first, when you're just out here doing your thing, and I was in my 20s, man, and I'm not making that as an excuse, but I really didn't have a group of men surrounding me correcting me all the time, when, especially when I was out there using. My dad died when I was 17, you know what I mean? So I, after 17, I wasn't a boy, but I wasn't a man. So whatever knowledge I had. Yeah, the guiding people in your life were the, like mine, were yeah. the, not people you want any kind of guidance Oh, from. absolutely. The only thing I, the only guidance I really had was, I, you know, not even to sound cool or tough, it was, it was street code. Yeah, gangsters like, and shit. Yeah, but yeah. like, what does that even mean? It means nothing, you know? So. I just, you know, to add to more humiliation, I would, when I would speak to my sponsor about cheating on the girl that I'm dating, um, I remember, like, you know, just being able to be, like, you know, finesse the vocabulary and really smooth it over it. He would just start laughing at one point. He'd be like, bro, like, are you hitting on me? Like, you don't, you don't have to lie to me, dude. Like, I, I just want the truth so I can help you. Because he's like, it sounds to me like you're trying to convince me that you're being a gentleman. Yeah, by cheating. Yeah, and um, he's like, I, I will, I'm going to absolutely tell you, there's nothing gentleman-like about cheating. Yeah. And I'm like, but you don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> but there like, is no yeah, explanation. And he's like, no, the bottom line is this. He's like, and I'm telling you to correct it. And it's not going to happen overnight with you, Stas. It's not. Um, but this is what's going to happen eventually. That pain is going to get so great, and it's going to creep up on you out of nowhere. Because... As we engage in the step process and you start learning about spiritual principles and putting your principles before your personalities and before your own needs, and you're going to be starting to be able to identify with the, the actual self-centeredness that's literally commanding your life, eventually one day you're going to wake up in so much pain that you're not going to know what to do. And the first thing you're going to say is, I'm not going to a meeting today. Yeah, or, because the harm that you've caused or, is in the meeting. Yeah, or I'm going to pick up. Right. So, and I'll never forget couple years into the program, I walk into a meeting, and, like, they're all the girls that I've been with. And now, all of a sudden, they're all best friends. They're all best friends. All f- whatever, how many of them were, were, were there. And I walk in, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll never come back to this meeting ever again. All of a sudden, now I'm playing just a thing that you can't even think of in the moment that's further down the line. Totally. Of- playing the dating game within a 12-step fellowship. Exactly. And all of a sudden now (laughs) they're they're all talking about me. I'm uncomfortable. All my character defects, they all know about it. They're all talking about my shortcomings, you know, everything. And it's like, yeah, I'll never make this meeting again, ever. I'll, I'll leave. I'll move. I'll move to Jersey, start a whole new life. And, again, that type of humiliation, I don't ever want to go through again. Nor do I ever want to cause harm because the same game I spit to her, I spit to her. And now I'm not only a player, I'm a liar. I'm a cheat. I'm a thief of people's sanity. The same thing I was doing in active, in active addiction. Nothing changed. The only, thing I, the only thing that stopped was me not using drugs, and, which is obviously the biggest one. But, like, I didn't get clean to be a scumbag. Like, I got clean to, to clean up my, the whole wreckage of my past. Isn't it kind of a funny realization when you look back? And, and it was for me, because my sponsor used to always say to me, you're a scumbag. And I'd be like, why would you call me a scumbag? Right. <laughs> and then I did some inventory. I realized with or without using or drinking, I was a scumbag. Yeah. My natural desire, with the, th- the things I think I know and to conduct my life are not. Well, that's the I'm other thing. I'm not a good thing. dude. By and nature, I'm not a good dude. If that was the thing. It was, it was basically really... 
unlearning the masculinity and the barbarianism that I carried with me and what the ideology. Yeah, but like. Unlearning everything. Yeah, that everything, but actually trying to unlearn, relearn, and have the patience to do it. Now, was I successful at all times? Absolutely not. Of course, but like just. But what I would see, but then I learned. I learned very quickly after that one conversation with the young lady uh, of the risk of her losing her clean time because still that's the most valuable thing I like I have is my clean time. Mm-hmm. Anything else is like you know is all replaceable. My clean time's not. I don't have another run in me, dude. I'm not that guy. Or recovery. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm a one. I'm a home run guy, dude. Yeah. It's really really bad these and days, especially with what's going. They, these aren't the drugs. Don't. Most yeah, these aren't don't the drugs anymore. we grew up with. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but I learned to respect recovery very seriously and the people in it. And I became, you know, I became one of those pioneers. Like, yo, let's stay away from newcomers. Like, let's, let's give the girl a shot because I have experience in the pain in that, you know? So when I share it with sponsees and when I share it with just people that are new or coming into the area or whatnot, um, but yeah, scooping up newcomers or just get dating in early recovery. It seems like it's, it's almost organic almost, but it's not. You know what I mean? Because like you said, dude, like, I love you. Yeah. Like, this is going to work. I'm just wildly emotional. Yeah, exactly. And and I fall in love real easy. And, you know, sure enough, we see it over and over again. All of a sudden, this guy's dating this girl, and then he's with this girl. And she's dating him and vice versa. Listen, I I went to my last rehab in South Florida. I mean, it was (laughs) baby central. There was babies all over the place. Halfway houses full of kids. You know what I mean? And they're meeting down there, and they're... Living in halfway houses and they're all getting pregnant. I was like, "What is going on? This is crazy." Yeah, yeah. I um, I think that again, like you said, it's wild emotions and the need. Of I mean, course. one of my you my know, sex drive was dead throughout my using. Yeah, it was unexistent. Yeah, it was it's pretty bad. It comes back. My libido shoots up in detox to this place that you know. Embarrassing and everything, almost everything is attractive when you first get clean. At least yeah. for my ex- everything doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, everything because I'm not because I feel like shit. Yeah. My self esteem is is tanking. I'm, I I don't feel good about myself. Yeah, and I I'm have looking for something, anything. I don't want to use drugs, but I need something to make me feel better. Yeah, and I'll talk to anyone. So that listening. will do it. I'll talk to anyone and spit game to anyone willing to listen to my bullshit. Anything. If you pay like a little attention, I can remember, dude. When I look back, I look at the, all my old step work. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, think of it's, so it's bad. a funny thing. Like, it's so bad. I always heard cliche. It, it, you know, it it sounded like a rehabby thing. Like you're an egomaniac with an inferiority complex. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like so bad about myself, but I get a little bit of attention. I start thinking I'm the man now. Right. And I got a little bit of game, and I'm gonna date this one, date that one. You know, it's just, it's just, it's crazy I've, stuff. What about? I mean, have you had any experience? Dating, because I know a lot of people watching the podcast, they might, because you were in a relationship. Yeah. So let's say you're in a relationship and your loved one's now trying to get sober and you drink, right? The spouse drinks and, uh, you know, what do they do? You know, they start to think like, what do I do? How do I? And they're not, they're not alcohol. They don't pass the litmus test of having a problem with booze. Sure. So So I've been fortunate and I've been fortunate. um, And again, any, any woman that I've ever dated, have they've all been rock stars. They have. They've all been spectacular women. I was, I, it was me that was the problem who brought all the issues. Every single one of them, smart, beautiful, artistic, everything, across the board. And they never, my, they never really had any sort of substance problems, even with alcohol. So any girl that I've ever dated who 
and I dated a few that weren't in recovery, the non-drinking thing to them was effortless. It was the comprehension of me and um, why I need the support of recovery and why can't I just stay home? Because once I got into recovery, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a wrap. Like I was all in, this is what I do, this is how I'm doing it. Even I was terrible at it in the beginning, but can you be terrible if you stay clean? Kind of, but not really. Your, your goal is to stay clean. A lot less terrible. Right, exactly. So, but the comprehension, and again, my patience and my empathy and those type of principles and those type of emotions that I needed to give to, that, to those women when I was dating them, I didn't have. Because yeah, I was still so self-centered. Like, what don't you get? This is what I need. If you love me, just leave me alone type situation. And it's like backwards, obviously, behavior. If I had the principles or the patience or the empathy or even the actual organic love of explaining that to them. But as far as like the alcohol or drugs, again, never had uh, my experiences. I never had an issue with that. Any girl that I've ever like met that I was drinking uh, I would be like, eh, it's probably not going to work out or whatnot. But any girl that I actually dated, they never had a, an issue. But it is a big thing. It's like, here's, here's your partner who got clean and sober, and you, you drink wine. Or he, he, he can have a few beers, and that's what he does on Sundays watching the game. And it's no big deal, and it's all good. And now you come home, and there can't be any talk of it almost, or there can't be any of that, now, which is unrealistic, and it's kind of— but well, it's also a bad plan of recovery. We talk about that stuff. I mean, if the spouse, if if the spouse's plan for the person in treatment trying to get sober is to shield them from alcohol and or drugs for the rest of their lives to keep them from ever drinking or doing drugs again, we know that that's a bad plan because it's a virtual impossibility. Yeah, you're going to come in contact with it. But I think we touched on it in the one podcast. We did last. Richie night. said it. Like I mean, you use tact and common sense, right? Do you want to come home and throw a party for the guy with a bunch of booze? Like, welcome home, but just you can't have this? Well, no, obviously not. But it's like tact and common sense. As that person progresses in recovery, you better get to a point, I believe, where it's no longer attractive to you. It doesn't matter whether that person drinks or, 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 or smokes pot, whatever they yeah. might do. No, I've been to dinner with— You know your truth. Yeah. It's not for and me. And I've been it's to dinner where the young lady that I've been with has said, like, do you mind? Which is totally flattering. All the time. Right? right. Totally flattering. In many situations. Yeah, where they're like, do you mind if I have a drink? And my answer is always like, no, you can go. Now, that's no, my not my answer good. is, please, this is our first date. Someone's got to be loosened up here. <laughs> if it's you, that's fine. No, but that might go not for be it. for everyone, though. No, you it's know what not. I mean? But it's I, I'm going to come in. Right. I, <sighs> I lost the obsession. At the end of my road, I was so I was so beaten. I, my, I couldn't. I, I don't know what happened. Like, I. I my internal organs were failing. I, I couldn't stand up straight. So my, I had like a bursted eardrum. Like I was an absolute disaster. So when I was ready to go into treatment, I was absolutely. It was removed. It was done. Yeah, I you was were like, done. I you were done with it. had the best night's sleep. I, you know what I mean? I, I can remember during the intake and them asking me, they're like, you know, do you see things? Do you hear voices? I'm like, yeah, I haven't slept in eight years. You know what I mean? Like legitimately, like, I was banged up beyond, beyond imagine. And so when I got out, I was so... You know, I was so willing. We talked about it before when it was like um, my family asked if I was going to drink. That was like the big question when I got out of rehab or during rehab. And my family, like we're a big, obnoxious Greek family. Like we had we had Greeks flying in. They were just flying in from Greece checking on me. And uh, the answer was no. And they were they were shocked. And even now today, I guess because it's so far removed. And I don't think it comes from a mean place, of course. Or they're like, you could. 
Oh yeah, Richie was talking about it. Yeah, you can have a drink, right? Like plenty of people, and it's just like, you know what? And my me and my 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 uh, me and my sponsor talk about this all the time. It's like, yeah, maybe. But what if we're wrong? Like, just what if we're wrong? The 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 payoff. Yeah, it's not worth it. Like that loan that I would take out on my life. I would default immediately because I know the type of behavior. I mean, look at us during work. We're all or nothing. Yeah, it's like not. even on vacation, we're working. Simply, simply put, and I've had this conversation with sponsees. Simply put, even if I was, if I knew for a fact that I could, because my drug of choice was opiates, right? And and so more, yeah, more. <laughs> and I'm, but I'm, but I'm alcoholic. I've discovered I'm alcoholic. I'm a, a addict. But even if I knew for a fact, God came here right now and said you can drink without. I still wouldn't because I have to give up so much of how my lifestyle is today in regards to 12-step recovery, my friends, and all that stuff. That I, it's, it wouldn't, it's, it's no longer an option when, for me, thank God, when at pe- this point in time. When people ask me where I'm from, because it's, it's a funny subject, because I've moved around my whole life. I literally say I'm from I, well, my fellowship. I'm a little bit further down the alphabet than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm like, that, this is where I'm from. Like, that's, this is the longest place I've ever lived. And yeah, what me my, too. You know what I mean? By far. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I'd be damned, and I protect no matter what I, anything I have, but my clean date mostly with, every, with everything I have, man. It's like, this is the only place, like, my sponsor used to, dude, again, this is the only place you could talk about how bad you fucked up your life, and we're going to clap and hug for you. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Not only that, laugh. You know what I mean? Our jokes from the podium are not funny. <laughs> yeah, people are like, oh, you did. Yeah, I crashed my car six times. And, just, and everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And normal people are like, huh? When, nor- when I have a few normal friends, not many. <clears throat> but when they hear stories, they're like, what? Yeah, you did what, man? They're like, you're such a nice guy. And I'm like, yeah. <sighs> you didn't, you don't. Now, now. So what about, because I think this is one of the things with a dating, like, early recovery, but probably more later stages, you know, when, when you really are ready for it, you've done some work on yourself and, and you, you've now learned, cause I don't know about you, but I think I do know, like I learned how to treat a woman. I learned how to conduct uh-huh. myself in a relationship through doing inventory and through people that had experience to kind of guide me into that's a crazy idea. You're being selfish and self-centered. That's really not how you're supposed to treat your significant other and stuff like that. But the question is like dating within because a lot of people like to date other people that are also in recovery because mm-hmm. it's a demanding lifestyle, right? There's a lot yeah. of positives to it. Also, if you're practicing principles, you're each looking at yourself and how you can be better on a daily basis versus dealing with someone who's not, who's a normal person that doesn't have a, a problem with substances, so they're not in a program. Any experience with that? Like, what's my preference was always. Kind of out of the room. Keep it out of the rooms, man. So, not even because I'm afraid it's going to get. Weird. I was it's so just... much like you in the beginning, like where I was like, I'm not dating in the rooms. Like I'm not, I'm messing around, but like I'm not dating anyone. Um, and then I, again, so I have a little bit of both. But uh, you know, when when it comes time for you to be ready for a relationship, right? And let's just talk about the four step because we're sitting here talking about inventory. So what I realized in my four step that I literally harnessed and you know carry you know, resentments on into other relationships. And I blame that individual for la- for fear pretty much with a bunch of underlining undertones but of confronting that person, 
of the person that did har harm me or that I did harm that I didn't make amends to yet. So I take that resentment and I bring it into the new relationship. So once we get through that and we get the fourth step kind of under our belt and we learn that or and, we, you know, we do a sixth step and the sixth step, you know, we're tired of seeing the hurt in the other people's eyes. It says it in our literature, like we're tired of seeing the devastation or the look because we're just causing harm or I'm telling a joke in front of people so I can get a quick laugh to hurt you. And same thing. Yeah, you're just, expensive. Yeah, yeah, the other person's expense. I'm just, I'm ad-libbing right now. But when I was ready to actually get into uh, relationships, and I, I had a few successful relationships, if that makes sense. Uh, but it's, when they're not in recovery, again, my, my, my difficulty was they wanted to know, and again, this is, it's all a beautiful story. She just wanted to know more about me. She wanted to know more. Why, why am I this way? Why do I have these like random mood swings? Even though for the majority of the time, I'm a pretty decent dude and I'm loving and caring and I'm super funny or whatever. But then there's like a portion of the day, not every day, that I'm a menace. I'm an absolute terrorist and there's no talking to me. And I become irate, and this, this individual comes out of me to the point where, not that I'm violent or anything like that, but just my, my energy is just, dude, who, what, what happened? who are you right now? Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, kind exactly. Of energy. And, you know, I, I can blame work for it. I can blame that, I, you know, I used to own restaurants, man. I worked 100 hours a week to food trucks, catering. It was, you know, I, that was my life, but... She, it was uncomprehensive, and I knew, obviously, I was like, dude, I need to make a meeting. I'm the guy that needs to still make three, four meetings a week. Almost 13 years. I, I need to do that. It's just the way I'm designed. If I don't, I start becoming a little off. If I'm not engaged in recovery, I literally, I can feel the, yeah. my So what spiritual. you're saying is, forget about even just relationships. It's everything. Everything. Everything suffers. Male, female. And to, to add to that, and this is, I think, is very important— I wasn't really able to have a successful relationship with a woman until I was able to have a successful relationship with a man. Because I was, if you were a powerful man, my instant go-to was like, you remind me of my dad. You remind me of my dad. So all of a sudden, now you're on this pedestal. When you're not, it's not supposed to be like that. Because I didn't have the filters in order to channel that, that, that uh, intelligence correctly. That I would, the minute you did something wrong, I cut you off. So I was able to build trust with other men in the fellowship, my sponsor being one, and just really a core group of guys that I had the ability to just spew out stuff to. And then most of my friends, believe it or not, I'm pretty fortunate to have more clean time than me. Do you know what I mean? So they have a little bit more experience and stuff like that. And they're like, how bad? You know, we'll talk like, how bad did you screw up your life this week? <laughs> and like, you know, we'll just go back and forth. And they're like, yeah, it ain't that bad. But this is what you need to do. And vice versa. And, you know, so once I was able to do that, I was able to be honestly, actually honest in a relationship, which was probably the most difficult. What's going on? How am I feeling? Hey, you hurt my feelings today, sweetheart. Yeah. Love, you hurt my feelings. It's like, still probably hard to do. Oh, my God. You know, it's, it's like the instinct in here doesn't <laughs> want to say that stuff. It doesn't want to go away. It's yeah. Just, and, you know, again. got to be a man. I've Yeah, right. And the more. Yeah, exactly. And I. I. The relationships that I've been, been able to have, and especially the one I'm still in, and we've talked about it on the podcast with Emma, um, is, you know, I, I realized that I'm a better investor in the relationship, and she's a better CEO. Do you know what I mean? Like, let her run the relationship. Like, because my, my answer to everything is no. Babe, we got to go to dinner tonight. Nope. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you too. I, nope. Absolutely not. Don't I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. But, I talk about it with friends of mine, yeah, too. Yeah. It's like, I, so I, I just, she comes to I'm me. I'm actually going to take that home with me yeah. tonight because, you know, here I am in a relationship for almost seven years, yeah. and it's the same stuff. And it's like, you know, she'll be like, we don't do anything because I got tired of planning everything all the time. I'm like, well, that's because I don't really want to do anything at all. <laughs> you know, I just want to do nothing. And, and so I'll always do that's awesome. I actually, I love that. Yeah. You be the CEO. Yeah. I'm just the investor. Yeah, I'm the investor. Incredible. When you need something, you come to me. <laughs> I got you. Run it. Run that. But that took a little bit because I wanted to always fix, manage, and control. And I, the truth is, is I suck at it. Oh, God. I'm terrible at it. Fix, manage, and controlling. If it doesn't work, burn it down. Fuck it. I'll start yeah, again tomorrow. Done with it. You know what I mean? I'll just do it again. I'll, I'll buy a whole new life. But when I was able to surrender that and believe in my partner that she had the best intentions for me, believe it or not, and as opposed to, what are you up to? What, what, what's this bullshit? You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, now you're, you're it's, as opposed to you being a suspect, you're my, you're my loved one. So, and my life ran a lot smoother. I'm talking about, like, minor stuff. Like, you know, when the, like, the electric bill comes, I'm like, damn, I'll pay it later. She's like, you'll pay it now. Cause that's when it's due. And I'm like, nice, bro. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'll wait till that thing has three months. And I'm 38 years old. That's about to shut off your electric. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm in refusal because it's not on my time. So I need to. Be, I need help too. Do you know what I mean? Um, and again, just with that. But I've always, and this is only through step work, is being able to enjoy a relationship. You know, for a while it felt like. A duty to be in like it was a, like I was almost obligated to be in a relationship and I you know most people end up in relationships that they necessarily didn't want to whether it's out of convenience compassion loneliness whatever the case may be and my sponsor brought me to what this, are my motives right yeah my sponsor brought me to this realization um and brought me to this you know cliff so to speak right and he was just like look dude it's okay just to be desired. Like, you don't, you, just because someone likes you doesn't mean you have to oblige. And I, that was the way I created 90% of my chaos. I needed to appease you. I, just people pleasing things. You know what I mean? 35, you know, 34 years. Old. <laughs> kind of, but I'm more than like. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I needed to appease you. I, need, I needed to go out on a date with you. Because. That's what I thought I was supposed to do when I didn't like, want to. I believe you're a people pleaser. I am too, but I'm start. I'm like the bullshit meter's going off because like, <laughs> I need to go on this date with you. I need us to fool around just to make you happy. No, not necessarily. <laughs> Can I have your sponsor's <laughs> number? Yeah, I'm gonna we have a chat. No, with I'm this giving guy. you an example. <laughs> All right, hold on. Right, you know what I'm saying? though? you know what I'm saying? I'm just busting your chops. <laughs> so hey, listen, hold on. Um, but I didn't need to appease everyone because I would end up in these relationships that I didn't want to be in. I didn't like her. She's a great girl. Just not for me. But I, I couldn't say no. I, I had the inability to say no because I didn't want to. I don't want. I don't want to let you down. And I still want you to like me. I need you to like me though. I don't. I can't have the attention go away because I'm sick. You know what I mean? And I'm something. Something just struck me that kind of switches gears. Not switches gears totally, but a little bit. And I, I want to ask you, and then I'll give my experience too. How good was your relationship with Emma? It was, it still like, is, so. Yeah, or it, it is, is, right, it's wrong, wrong word. No, 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 so, I mean, Emma, 
listen, I believe. It's, it's I'm cliche. going somewhere. Yeah, so I, like, as cliche as it sounds, I believe behind every strong man, there's a stronger woman. And Emma was the one, if not the only girl I've ever met that never was upset at herself because she loved me. So, so in comparison to the ones in the past, better, best one ever. Ever. Great. Ever. Best no comparison. No right. comparison. And I'm going somewhere with this. Mine's challenging today. My girlfriend would be the first one to say that I'm still selfish and self-centered, which I freely admit to, though she doesn't know me when I'm really selfish and self-centered. Right. We have our struggles like any relationship does because it's work. But what I'm struck by and I'm thinking about it is when you came into recovery, why did you come into recovery? I wanted to stop using drugs. Exactly. I wanted to stop using drugs and I wanted to stop drinking. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I got a whole new life. Isn't it crazy that... Did you ever think, even in your wildest imagination, that by becoming a part of the 12-step fellowship that you would learn how to be a better boyfriend? Absolutely not. Learn how to have a successful relationship? Learn how to be good at your, like a good employee and no. a good son? Nothing. No I one just, in my life ever said, you should go see your mom and bring her flowers sometimes. I don't do it that often. But like, no, no. Like, I text my mom stuff, like just randomly and like I'll call her. You, <laughs> you know, know what I mean? Saying? Like, yeah, stuff like that. Like, like you said, all I wanted to do was for me to stop hurting. And then I was told, well, if you stop hurting, stop using drugs, the people around you will feel better. That's like all was really yeah. told to me. And that was and I had, good in its own right. And I had wants. <clears throat> like, and again, like any good addict, I wanted the reward, no work. Like, I, I want to be, so I want to be, like, I was, so I want to be a dad, right? I want kids, right? I want kids. But I need to learn how to be a husband. But I first need to know how to be a boyfriend <laughs> before I can be, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But I, again, my head goes to forget all that. Where are my kids? But I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I don't want to be that. I want to be a great boyfriend. I want to be a great. Um, and then I fell in love with Emma with being a good boyfriend. Like, I fell in love with that role. I fell in love, and, and that was just doing fucking, excuse me, whatever. Uh, that was just doing hardcore step work. Like, I fell in love with, with, with being successful. Like, I treat it like a relationship. Like, I treat work like a relationship. I treat my house like, a, like I'm in a relationship. I treat my money like I'm in a relationship. But I treat myself as if I'm in a relationship. And I want to be the best at it. And out of that, I mean, when a woman tells me she trusts me in a relationship— Mind-blowing? I'm like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, I'm doing it. Like, and it's so rewarding where... So Emma's a super popular girl, too. She was big in her area. Like, and I trusted her. She's like, hey, Stoss, I'm going, I'm going to the diner with 20 dudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, and like, cool. You know what I mean? In our fellowship. Fun. And it's like, yeah, cool. All right, I'm home. Like, do your thing. Isn't it pretty awesome? It's um, to have those 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 fears removed. And you know how that is? And again, this was so off top of dating. But why does that happen? I think, and I believe, and I was taught, the reason it happens is because you stopped conducting yourself like a scumbag and cheating. And when we stop doing that stuff, we no longer think everybody else is doing it to us. Oh, Jesus. So, right. So we'll get a little sappier than that. It's, um, you know, when you, when you find something greater than yourself, right, you can call it God, higher power, whatever you want. Um, I, I, when, I, when I was invited in that in, and I, was, I had the ability to do all that, right? And, you know, find the God of my understanding and, you know, literally put him in all my scenarios. Um, and I fail at it 
a lot. But I know when I'm not right. Do you know what I mean? Like, my spirit tells me, as corny as that sounds, and I'm not a religious person by any stretch of the imagination, but when I was able to do that, I was able to understand, like, what real true feelings were. So when I stopped living incorrectly, my mood changed, my posture, my energy changed, and that feeds off of people. I believe in that type of energy. Oh, like, so, I, I'm yeah, like if Emma, like Emma knows when I'm lying to her, even if it's about the dumb stuff. She's like, did you pay the, did you pay the electric bill? And I'm like, yep. She's like, bro, you didn't. She's like, bro, <laughs> you're lying. Like, yeah, you're I get it. Like, I get it. And I'm like, too, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, not I'm not lying. lying. I just don't care. Do you know what I mean? She's like, well, you need, you know, and just like those little minor Stop things. Asking me about yeah. it. Yeah, but I think the most rewarding thing about Stuff is when stuff did hit the fan in the relationship. And I'm not even talking about uh, the federal government stuff. I'm talking about actual personal stuff and me able to being like, yeah, I don't care about that. I forgive you. Like, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care what happened or this person said, I don't care. Are we good? Because if me and you were good, I'm good. And being able to put her her first um, and put, you know, my principles before my personality, you know. And don't get me wrong. Like, dude, we bicker and argue like everyone. But even now, while she's in federal prison, our relationship has taken a, a turn. Believe it or not, as bizarre as it's going to sound, for the best. Dude, we speak about every single thing, scenario, outcome possible of what our lives are going to look like. You know what I mean? You know, and she's sponsored, like, it's, I think, she's sponsoring women right now in federal prison. Pretty big stuff. Do you know what I mean? She brought a meeting. in mm. fed, like Power of God, really. You know what I mean? And she's changed. The woman is being uh, discharged from federal prison. She, Emma told me this last night. I was on the phone with you. I was like, I got to go. It's Emma. Yeah. She was like, Stas, you want to hear something crazy? I'm like, please. She's like, so the woman's leaving on Monday, and she asked me to sponsor her. I could cry right now, though. Sponsor her when, when she leaves. What? It's crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Yeah, it's nuts. Crazy I can't, stuff happens I can't even, here. Um, I can't even get my life together to go to a meeting now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she, you're going to sponsor someone from and, and it's just, and again, this is where recovery's taken us. This is where it's been able for me to go and just have faith. And with her, and I've seen it in other people's relationships. If I want to be, if I want to know how to have a successful marriage, I got to hang out with dudes that are married. I can't hang out yeah. with the single guys. Agreed. I can't hang out with the single guys. I want to because it looks fun and it's cool. Whatever the kids. Grass say is that. always greener. Right. Do you know what I mean? But I see these kids hanging out with their wives. I see these my friends hanging out with their wives and their kids. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, chilling. Chilling, chilling with my kids, dude. It makes me, it's like, it, 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 something else pops into my head, too, because this is early recovery, late recovery. And if you're in very early recovery, but you came in in a committed relationship, whether that's a marriage, a long-term relationship with a girlfriend, whatever, boyfriend, whatever the case is, you got to know that just not drinking and doing drugs anymore is not enough to repair that relationship. 
it's gonna get old for your loved one. And like, it's something that I think a lot of people aren't telling some of the people that are maybe coming out of rehab, like at a place like Bluegrass. It's definitely an invitation that you have to extend to that partner. (sighs) You know, the introduction, because they deserve an introduction into the recovery as well. But again, but a recovery, what I'm saying is like, when you go home, don't expect everything to just be honky-dory because you just got out of rehab. No, if anything, it gets... Yeah. Because now they want to talk. Yeah. Now they want to discuss right, everything. You did a lot of damage. Yeah, totally. A lot of fucking yeah, yeah. damage. And, and your, if you ended up in rehab, you did some damage. When you come out, and, and we talk about it, and I was just talking about it with somebody yesterday, like, if you think that just getting sober is enough to kind of repair that thing and that you should, un, you know, for, we're not getting divorced now because... It, Dude, you gotta you gotta think. It's more to it than that. You know, like you said, this is a about lot of change, man. A lot of and, stuff and happens so, for you yeah, organically. All you did was stop drinking, right? Yeah. When you, you stop, might not get arrested anymore. Yeah, right. When you but stop, find out why you're getting divorced. When you stop person. using, a lot of stuff is gonna the chaos is gonna die down. Yeah, right. Of course. But when the chaos dies down, there's a debris that's left over, and there's a lot of wreckage. And that stuff is gonna have to be addressed. And I hear from grown men that come in. It's like, yo, bro, I stopped using. You know, the wife, the wife's still bitching. It's she like, won't talk to me still. Yeah, it's like, bro, you did a lot of damage. Yeah. And I understand that. ever even said I'm sorry? Yeah. <laughs> so, or doesn't she know? Have know, you we changed did. at all? Yeah, doesn't she know this is a disease? It's like, bro. Yeah, stop like, hiding behind that Yeah, bullshit. like, listen, you that know lasts now. for about 20 minutes. Yeah. You get about a 20-minute window with that. And listen, some people in, in, in the rooms, of course, they'll co-sign that. Right? Like, dude, just, like, let her be, work out, who cares? If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. It's like, dude, bro, that's poor information you're yeah. giving that man. Because now you're giving him, he had an excuse already. Now you're giving him another one? Yeah. No, dude, let's. let's. You mentioned it earlier. Like, you're a committed relationship. And now you're, you're, the spouse is, where are you? are gone all the time. Well, I mean, if you're in a committed relationship, yeah, you need to make meetings. Yeah, you need to meet with your sponsor. Yeah, you need to. But do you need to go to the diner for three hours after when you have a child at home? And you can't come home and say, well, I was at the meeting, I was fellowship, and that's what they told me to do. No, nah, man. Like, you, getting clean and sober is about showing up for responsibilities in life. I had, I had one sponsee, right? <laughs> Straight South Philly, right? And it's like heartbeat South Philly, like, you know, ties. And uh, he was one of the pioneers that, like, kind of broke the stigma, believe it or not. It's, we're going back almost 10 years now. And... Um, Shows up in a meeting, you know what I mean? I, like, recognized him or whatever. I kind of knew he was. He was like, yo, I, like, need you to sponsor me. He's like, what is this? He's like, what, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And it was it was so funny, but it was so real. He's like, look, dude, I can't destroy my life again. I don't have it in me. And he was straight off the street. He was, like, you know, corner, you know, whatever he was. And he was like, I'm like, listen, uh... You know, he asked me to sponsor him. We go through this, you know, we start, we start building a relationship. He calls me every day. He's like, so you're telling me I can just go to these things and, like, poof, shit gets better. And I'm like, it's a little bit more than that. But, <laughs> a lot more. But I'm like, I hear you, and I'm going to hold your hand, bro. I'm, I'm going to walk you through this, dude. It's going to be all right. Um, he's like, look, they were at, and after me, he's like, look, they're asking me to go to the diner. I don't, he's like, I don't know these fucking people. <laughs> and he's like, And he's like, I got kids at home. And he's like, my wife doesn't believe me. I'm like, listen, I'm going to follow you home. And I'll meet your wife. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll yeah, meet your wife. Sometimes we got to get involved. Yeah, well, dude, we got to get involved. Level. And I remember, you know, I, I, you know, I walk in. She's an Italian woman. She's like, the house is a mess. Forgive me. There's nothing cooked. Like, you know what I mean? Meanwhile, she, there's plates of food everywhere for us to eat. You know what I mean? And the kids are, I was like, listen. She's, and she was asking real questions. She was like, so what is he? Just go to the meeting with you? That's it? Is there girls there? 
I'm like, yeah, but why don't you come so you can see and understand a little bit? And she's like, am I allowed to? And I'm like, I'm inviting you to the music. Yeah, you can come of course you're allowed you know? to. But I mean, like, I was like, I want to introduce you to And that kid's still clean today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we walked through some steps, and a lot of stuff, again, he didn't understand. He's like, so I got to, like, tell these people? He's like, dude, I'm not a rat. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, it's not about that. And I get that. Um, but I, I met his wife and I know his kids and you get involved in people's life and you become more than just a sponsor or you become more than just friends. Like you become family. Mm-hmm. Like this is a place where, you know, you can really go and share the humility over and over again, you know, and again, with the hopes of you changing that, because that, well, listen, when the pain gets great enough, we change or we die because we end up freaking getting suffocated by the pain or we're in refusal to yeah. do it. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of it is, so I grew up in the era, same with you, of kind of like the shut up, sit down. You know what I mean? Like, pay attention, kid. We'll talk to you when you, you Yeah, know. you really have nothing to add to the conversation in regard to recovery. As that Get tra- with someone after the right. meeting. And as that transformed, you know, again, and I, I like things softer, right? And, you know, I do. I debate it. I, same you with know, me. I mean, I mean it's look, like, you know, I love... Listen, it's not I, about putting them down, and you know it's not. It's it's with love, right? Again, so, so shut up because I, with love. I, I'm uh, the era of like tough love, but a little like, but a pat on the butt afterwards. Softer. Yeah, like, but a pat on the butt afterwards. Do you know what I mean? So, but I think with relationships in recovery, when the individual man or female is in recovery and the other person's not, just to wrap that part up, I think the invitation to that partner should be extended immediately, just so the comprehension at least because. Um, so they can get a feel for it and see where you go. Do you know what I mean? And understand that there's there's more of there's more than the meeting than just the meeting. Recovery happens in the meeting, but there's also three parts of that before, during, and after. And it's necessary to have FaceTime in whatever fellowship you are, whether it is a little diner or coffee beforehand. But a lot of a lot of work gets done on the phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my point to it all is that, you know, if you have responsibilities at home, like yeah, you can't you take care behind, of I, mm-hmm. I need to go to the meeting and then spend another three hours and then afterwards all of a sudden, the, the loved diner, one who's ever at home, husband or wife, is left getting again off, with the responsibility because right? nothing and changes at home. It only changed for you. Yeah. You and, know? And, and not much has changed. And, and the other part of it is that, uh, you know, <clears throat> I just lost it. You know, one of them situations where I just <laughs> lost it. It just, it just went out the what window. What about... Um, yeah, listen, so, and again, relationships. Oh, 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 that's what, you go to rehab for a month and you come home and you expect your wife or, or husband to just trust you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that shit, you got to earn that back yeah, over no, a totally. long period of time. Right. Yeah, no, and again, so we, think, we make it softer and easier for people to get into treatment, of course, obviously, and speak with the loved one, whether it's husband or wife, and a lot of them are obviously motivated for it, but, you know, that individual needs, and again, not everyone goes to treatment. So that's why I think that invitation should be extended to that loved one. Like, yo, you, he's got a meeting tonight. She's, why don't you come with her? I'll meet you there. Or, you know, whomever your connect is there or whoever your person that you've met there. But I think that's definitely necessary. Just so that, that you know, I mean, I dated girls and they wanted to come to meetings. And I'm like, and I've said, I'm like, nah, nah, this is for me. And they're like, what do you do there? Like, they, who knows? They thought I was going to, like, some hotel room partying or something. Who knows? Yeah. I, I, because I, of the distance that I kept from them about it. Um, but that also had to do with, like, you know, I want this to be mine, and I don't want to share it with you. Well, no wonder why the relationship wasn't successful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can look back at it now. Of course, I kept you at arm's length at all time. 
You can come yeah, with a monstrous part of my life, by the right, way. Right, exactly. Like, like this, a, the biggest thing in my life. Yeah, you can't, I wanted you to have nothing I don't want to do you with to know it. About it. Yeah. Oh, you're speaking the night stocks? Can I come? No. No, 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 It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's, like, it's a thing. And we yeah. got a th- I got a thing. That's it's, something, again, that we'd, you'd have to look at with your sponsor. Again, Why am I even being that right, way? Right, of course. You know what I mean? I think, the, I think the biggest thing is when a newcomer, <laughs> you know, again, they get clean. And you see the light turn on in them. We see this all the time. You see the shift, right? But all of a sudden, now the job got him back. You know what I mean? Here's a guy who went from making, you know, almost 90 meetings in 90 days. Or if he did that, or she, doesn't matter. Um, And you see him get his first check. Now all of a sudden, it's about money, property, and prestige. Yeah, the biggest. You know what I mean? For a guy, it's coming. Yeah, the new shoes come, the new gear comes, the new this comes. And I, dude, I can't tell you how long I lived in that place. And there is zero success in that. Now, don't get me wrong. Listen, I like. I like nice things. So do I, man. I love them, right? But uh, that's, it can't be the priority, man, because I can't tell you how many, you know, how, 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 how long I stayed in that position. Do you know what I mean? For, you know, money, property, and prestige, just well, for and the, the, again, just, to be the, just to get the attention. Draw from experience. Yeah. How many people that you know that made their primary purpose money, property, prestige, getting the girlfriend back, getting in shape in the gym, use. getting their money? They, they use. don't make it. Yeah, they exactly. Because step work's not a priority. Mm, right. Uh, Meetings or, aren't a priority. Yeah, getting yeah, involved. Yeah, or they just make. Th- listen, and I'm not not. Listen, I know people that can only make their home group. They have full blown lives. But I know for a fact that they're on the phone every single day. You know what I mean? And again. That's not for me, though. And it, I, I can't get away with one. Like, if I make one meeting a week, dude, I feel it. Yeah. Like, I feel it. I'm yeah, agitated. Away from yeah, I'm just stuff. agitated. I'm not, I'm just not as sympathetic. And I don't know what it is. I heard this old timer said one time, and this, it really stuck with me. He had like, he had like, um, like 32 years. He was sharing down at 4th and Lombard. And he said, you know, I was driving in my car today. He's like, with all these new pharmaceutical things coming out. If they made a pill, he's like, if they made a pill to cure the disease of addiction, he's like, I don't think I'd take it. My life is in recovery. Me too. I he's feel like, the same this way is as what, this guy. He's like, this, and I was sitting there listening, I think I might have had like eight at the time, eight years, and I was like, yeah, like where, where would I go? Yeah. Like, I can walk into any country, almost, in the world, any city, and have friends. Yeah. Walk into any meeting. Doesn't matter what part of the alphabet they're from. I can walk into any meeting. Be like, hey, my name, I'm an addict named Stas. I'm new to the area. Yeah. Fuck. Ten people well, we come up to me. talked about the other day. Yeah. I've heard it said with the people I run with, like, it's our unfair advantage in yeah. life. Yeah. My recovery passport, I try to stamp it no matter where I go. Yeah. You know I mean? To keep it on topic, if I'm if I'm away on vacation and trying I, to hit a meeting, and I and I get into a blowout with my girlfriend, what do I mean? I could hit a meeting and find people that I know that you know can probably have some good orderly direction. Yeah, and I can follow. share with strangers way more openly. Yeah, than I can. actually, yeah, a lot easier. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's um, and again, it's an unfair advantage. I mean, but when he said that, he was like, you know, I've been here 32 years. I got grandchildren. You know, he's like, I, I, I've married, you know, I've been to people's weddings in here. I've gone to my friend's kids' college graduation. Like, Best friends I ever made. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going anywhere. Wait, now you want to take this away from me? Over that? Over a pill? 
Yeah, not to mention I would take two of them. Yeah, well, yeah, crunch them up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can we snort? But, yeah, but but what he said was, and he's the way he said it was just like he's like, yeah, man, not me. I, I'm coming forever, you know. Like this is where I live. This is the this is the longest place I've ever been. This is where my my home is. I can walk in here and I know ninety percent of the people. But this stuff is unfathomable to the newcomer. Yeah. Right, if you're caught up. It's often all of the stuff, and it goes to the relationship stuff. Don't date for a year. Not that it's written in stone, or there's no rules in this that that, where it says that anywhere. But it's it's still it's still probably pretty good advice. Get your life in order. But it seems like punishment, just like going to ninety meetings in ninety days in church basements seems like. You're being, I'm being punished for drinking yeah, I, and drugs. I, you know what? Felt and, that way. And again, it's like you said, the most people, I think that's unfathomable. Right. But again, I think like you said, church basements, like even the stigma with that too. That's your like, sentence. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Listen, meetings are hype. Meetings are where they're at. It's yeah. crazy. Well, I walk into a downtown Philadelphia meeting. Forget about Me it. Too. It's, My outra- it's like outrageous. Wild. Yeah, it's outrageous. A bunch of ball busting. Yeah. And it's just, it's so, listen, it's so damn attractive. Every single walk of life in there, from every single, you know, socioeconomic, yeah, yeah, yeah collar of life. This guy and, said it last night, Penn State to the state pen. You know what I mean? And he was using that. And, uh, and it's funny because I, I have friends that are of the upper echelon and, you know, who got, who've done time. I'm like, hey, dude, did a six-month, six-year run, and you know what I mean? And now I'm like, you know, CEO. And I, again, these kids don't think that they have a shot. A lot of them are like, I'm just doomed to be a drug addict for the rest of my life. Bro, I have, I'm not very talented. There's certain things in life that I'm really good at. That's about it. And like, look where we're sitting, bro. Yeah, life's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, if we told our stories here, like Richie wants us to do it, of course. And like, yeah, we're not supposed to be here. Yeah. Like, no way. You know what I mean? and Sponsor today says it all the time. Like we're not. Thank God, life's not fair. Because if it were, I'd be dead or in jail. Oh my no God, no doubt. That's where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like where I was headed. Like even when I first got clean, like I, we have this drive in us. Like I, like the disease of addiction for me in recovery. I mean, I'm in recovery, bro. Like I have. This is like my university of knowledge. There's not one person I can't find that can't help me with a situation. You know what I mean? It, I've started businesses in recovery. I've failed businesses in recovery. I've lost wealth in recovery. I've made. Wa- I've ruined relationships. I've, I've had ru- good ones. You know what I mean? Like, and, but that's where, and when I see these younger guys or guys my age, I'm like, bro, it is. If, and I say this, like, I'm like, if I'm like, if you know me, if I'm here. Yeah, you're all the way safe. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, too. you're all the way safe. You have way more of a better shot. Just take direction. The good, the best, the best out of all the stuff. I think advice for people in early recovery as regards to dating is be doing all the things that is required to get sober, and you'll have your answers. Always talk to your people. And the funny thing is, like, have a sponsor and a network to help. And when you should be allowing them to help guide you through life. And I got news for you, eight years, almost, 12 years later, it should still be guiding you through your life. When I'm struggling in my relationship today, I call my sponsor Yeah. every time. And you know what the answer usually is? 
what are you doing different? Right, exactly. Lately, it's been, she hasn't changed a bit. Yeah, what so what's going doing? on with you? Yeah, exactly. She's been consistent. Yeah. You're the one that's off. Yeah. You know? I, uh, when I was growing up in this... I hate you, man. I hate <laughs> you for that. Not you. Oh, like, like, I'm on the phone. I'm like, <laughs> Look, I used to say all the time... Um, the problem is me. My problem is me. It's for sure. When I remember, I always wanted... Uh, like a group of people that always have my back when I was like using them with all my friends like dude I'm gonna have your back no matter what if you get locked you know all the, the corny, yeah, yeah sure all the like you know mm-hmm. we lived in a rap song you know what I mean so and the crate <laughs> it's true it's crazy that like I have a team like if something happened to me that I needed them and I'm not talking about using but if I use, they would all just probably kill me. <laughs> they would yeah. just murder or they'd show up and save me because exactly, I've been there. They would save my life. I've been and, there. You know, but if something happened to me, like with the Emeth, they rallied around me. Of course. They were at my house. They were, what do you need? You know, I come home. My boy, my, my best friend's wife is doing my law. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, boy, you're, you had dirty clothes. Like, what do you want me to do? So you have a good job. You got a team of people behind you. You have a good relationship with your girlfriend. You have a good relationship Home group with your sponsor. You have a good, all this good stuff going on. And what's the common thread in it all? Recovery. Recovery. It's the, the same thing every time. Yeah. The I recipe. You said I, it last time. There's a recipe to this. I used to, yeah. I'm That's the cake. It, yeah. I'm the cake. If you stick to the, when I bought my first restaurant, when I bought Phoebe's Barbecue, the owner, the original owner came to me and was like, listen, kid, you stick to the recipes, don't change a thing, and you'll make money. Say, it's, it's, it's a universal thing. Yeah. Do what we tell you to do. Not because we're going to be in charge of you. Yeah. But we can help you. We, we can see you coming before you can, and so your navigation system is a little jammed up right it's now. It's broken. It's it. lost, man. That's it. You can't fix what's not broken. It's good. It's okay to be broken. Yeah, no, I agree. And like you said, the common thread here is is recovery. If you're gonna screw up, you should be in recovery. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You should. You need. You need to be able to have, screw up on a solid foundation here. Relationships are gonna be. They're gonna be difficult early, mid, late, always. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with you. You need a lot of help, a lot of guidance across the board with all the stuff. So I mean, I mean, we can talk on this subject for. I mean, we can yeah, and a go. million other ones. Yeah, it of brings course. Up, one thing always brings up another one. We've noticed it with Richie too. Oh Whatever yeah. Whatever we're talking about, we're talking about a million <laughs> other things. But you know, it's been fun. Um, again, yeah. I think I have to read the thing. Want to wrap it up? Yeah, sure. Uh, so if you want to subscribe, just remember again, uh, major streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Stas, it was fun. It's always fun. Yeah, yeah, for we'll be sure. doing this the rest of the day about 16 more times on the phone with no audience. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> for sure. That's it. That's it. Awesome. Cut it.